This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recaps Bridgerton podcast. Uh, we are here to talk about a season two, episode eight. Bridgerton, we're here. We finished it. The Viscount who loved me. I'm Kirsten McKinnis, joined with the entire Dark Walk crew. Uh, so, first up, I'll bring in Sarah. Sarah, how are you? I am fantastic. We did it. We got to the end. We had sex. We got married. We played Pal Mal. We did everything that we needed to do and more. I was like, I didn't do those things. <laughs> did I do any of that? <laughs> um, Geneva also is here. Geneva, how are you? I'm great. Um, you know, I think this is a exciting moment. We were we did two seasons, which is insane. Um, it, it's I I can't even, I don't even know how many times now I've I've watched season two at this point. <laughs> um, to be quite honest, but. I'm I'm happy to talk about it because I think this is this is where we have less frustration at this point. I think, you know, happier things happen. So, you know, I'm 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 excited to talk with y'all. We've released ourselves from frustration at this point, but don't worry. That's uh, what I said. We had sex. Sasha is still here to drag. Um, Sasha, how are you? So excited. We made it, as we've all said. But seriously, so excited because finally we have Kate and Anthony content. Wow, it only took eight episodes. I love it. Listen, it's a lot to ask for the main characters of a show to be in the same scene together and actually like each other, okay? You're asking too much. Ugh, it's really a lot. I can't. I just, I, oh my God. It's, I just, I can't believe it because every time they're on screen, it's so hot. I just, why did they 
do I it. Know, they had such, they have such incredible chemistry. Oh, uh, it is absolutely. not. Yeah. Maybe they thought their chemistry would overshadow everything else, so they couldn't well, give us good. Isn't that good. the point of the show? I know, that's what we needed, but that's the only explanation I can think, that it, it, their chemistry is just so good that they couldn't give us enough. I was Such actually... A, did, you, did, did you cheer when that cheap necklace got smashed? I thought of you. Yeah, that I mean, that was story. Carissa... Cowpers. So I was like, "Oh, five head, your your necklace is gone." Um, I also I read an article today that is about ten days old, um, on Slate by Vanessa Zoltan, and it's about why romance novels are formulaic for a reason, and why it's actually like very annoying that they changed the beasting scene, and so. I would recommend that article to anyone just up front before we we get into it. Um, she did a really good job. <sighs> we love romance. Okay, so we're here. This is our final episode recap, our penultimate Bridgerton podcast before we pack it up until season three. And finally, we get a resolution. Uh, so, you know, where we left things off, Kate is in a, in a bad way, you know? She's <laughs> Anthony had to save her. Uh <laughs> But now uh, it's been over a week since then. She is in a coma, which is an iconic, dramatic uh, thing to have in any sort of uh, romance or anything like this. Uh, But Anthony won't go see her because he blames himself. And it's like, you're so stupid. Go see your woman. Please just go. Why are you why are you doing this? It just frustrated me so. I was like, right? Anthony, do not do this. Just you know that you care about her and you want to know how she is. Go check in on it's her. It's like you just thought you saw her die. Shouldn't that change things for you and make you realize that you're supposed to be together? I don't know. Am I overreacting, Sasha? No, I I agree with you because it was very much like, okay, we get it. You saw your, unfortunately, your dad die. And now you're like, oh, the only other person I don't love, because I can't say the word love, <laughs> is also, you know, on the brink. Because uh, the the scene which I realized, be- or I felt more, I should say, on the second watch was when he touches her head and his hand is full of blood. I don't, it didn't hit me the first time, but it did the second and that's when I was like, oh, my God. And I feel like the most powerful scene happened, at least for me, is right when he, like, starts crying and tells Violet how much he loves her. Um, so, but it's so frustrating because it's like, you love her, so go get her and fight for her a little, right? This is where, and as someone that definitely pushes people that they love away, um, <laughs> And expects them to fight because I'm a sicko. Because you're a cancer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, I'm just like, can one of these two just like push the next person to love back instead of them both being the same? Like, it's too much. But this is deli- no, it's delicious. This is it's delicious episode eight. Station. It's not. It's episode eight. If we it was prodding. episode five, yes, 100%, mm-hmm. Sarah, I'm there. Push, pull, yes, yes, because we're getting so much in, you know, like, content. <laughs> yes, do it. Episode eight, you finally, the book title, when in season one it was episode five, The Duke and Me. I still remember. I didn't write that down. That's how 
petty I feel about We will this. never forget. Right? And so it's like, come on. Okay, let's fall in love and let's make things happen. Because how dare they give us just one after wedding scene? We didn't even get a wedding. But we got the fireworks. And can I tell you, and this yeah. is no word of a lie, I was watching Ooh. it again. And guess what happens? Fireworks on my screen and fireworks outside my window wow. I have fireworks at 8 eight fifty every night it's the opera on the harbor and they have fireworks and I thought oh it's like even the opera on the harbor is relieved that they that, finally said they finally said they loved each other that's beautiful it was definitely about that it was absolutely about your Bridgerton rewatch 100%. see the rewatch it makes it, the show even better I, you, they're yeah, so you find new ways to appreciate it <laughs> indeed yeah um Unlike us finding new ways to appreciate things, Anthony is being uh, horrible with his family. He is back to season one, like, I'm the boss of everything, Anthony, uh, because he's not happy, you know, in his life, just like he wasn't happy last time. Uh, And it's... It's not good. His family is... The the Bridgertons are are down bad in the depressed way. And it's just, I think they're so irritated by him. They're like, we know you're hurting. You're so obvious that you're hurting. But why are you taking it out on us, dude? And they're all trying to be there for him. But they're also like, nah, you're not going to drag me. Because um, he constantly, like, he really played uh, Colin, Eloise, and Benedict, like, for fools. Because he's like, oh, now that you're done doodling, stop it. Just like, wasn't it yeah. you who paid for Benedict to go yes. to the Art Academy? So, like, stop mm-hmm. it. Stop being a dick. Yeah. It's right? also that thing of there's often a one person in the house and their mood sets the mood for the entire house. And you really get the feeling in this scene of, like, when Anthony's out, there's more air in the house and everyone's kind of mm-hmm. relieved and happy. And when Anthony's there, they're all on eggshells because he, he'll just turn on them and talk about responsibility and firstbornness and and uh, how how he sacrificed everything for them. Come on, you, you can't listen to this all it's day. Like he... I am an Anthony Stan. I was the one in season one who was on his side, the only one of the crew who was. But I by this episode eight, it's like, dude, stop, stop. Which is why the the scene with Gregory was just such a beautiful moment. It even made mm-hmm. Violet cry. This man specifically, and Anthony. I've noticed that like he is like because I have to suffer as the firstborn I want to make you all feel the responsibilities that I have as the firstborn and so when you don't tell me about things that are going on in our household I'm gonna uphold you to a standard that you shouldn't necessarily be upheld to but because I was given this responsibility I'm going to make you all have the same responsibility. And that's what it kind of feels like. Cause I feel like he constantly like here in the scene, he's telling this to Colin, like, you know, we see scenes where he's telling Benedict, like, just because you're the second born, this doesn't mean that you can't assume familiar responsibilities. And I'm just like, yeah, he's literally like, uh, well, who cares if your life experience is different than mine? You have to suffer because I'm suffering, exactly. and it is so annoying. Like, can I, if I had a first of all, I don't have a brother; I just have my brother-in-law. But if anybody acted like this around me, if I had a brother, like I, I quit the family. I can't, yeah. and I could because I'm not the firstborn. 
<laughs> and it's just like it's so unfortunate because he said it right to Kate before. Uh, and he said, I, I know that my family hates me. I, not in those exact words, but he was like, yeah, and I'm pretty sure they don't like me, but let's do something for ourselves right right before they kiss and had sex. So it's so unfortunate that he's like sees the train wreck happening, but he can't stop it. Yeah, he he's got therapy. really big. He's got really big. If I don't do it, nobody will energy. And you want to say, well, why don't yeah. you just not do it? Just don't do it and see what happens. No, no, but it has to be me. I have to do all this or or nothing happens. No, no, no. Just drop some of it. I mean, it was dropped on him from a great height at the age of 18. We do have mm -hmm. Violet very movingly saying if she could change anything in her life, it wouldn't be that she would take back the, the days and years she had with her husband. It would be that she would take back the months after his death when she basically left everything on Anthony's shoulders. And, I mean, that's really good. So pregnant. I'm sorry. Like, she was so pregnant. There had to have been someone She else nearly died. She nearly died. Yeah. and it's I'm not blaming her, but she blames herself. Because mothers, that's what they do. Yeah. And I think the unfortunate part isn't just that she was away. I think, like, who could have, right, besides maybe, like, the help, and I know that, Anth I mean, and Anthony was 18. Like, the help isn't going to, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. You're right. Him. Yeah. You're right. Because um, we don't see any cousins. We don't see any, you know. So who who would it be? Yeah, you're right. We also get uh, Kate finally wakes up simply because Edwina begs her to. Uh, you know, it works well. Obviously, that's what you do when someone's in a coma is you just ask them to wake up and it works 100% of the time. Uh, and she Best. asks if Anthony has been to visit her after, you know, he rescued her. And they're like, uh, no, he has not been by. Oh, yes. Lady Danbury was literally like, well, he was the one who brought you here. So this, should that count for something? Does that Even help? Lady Cockblock Danbury is trying to make that this work, bro. That's how in the dumps Anthony has made this situation, okay? God. Oh, man, you could have just showed up once. Like, he couldn't pop by one time to be like, how's she doing? Is everything good? No, he could not come even one time, which, like... It just also doesn't strike me as Anthony's personality also right? to be so hands-off because he takes such responsibility for the people around him uh, mm -hmm. as a result of his, you know, upbringing and being the heir. So for him to not even stop in, it just doesn't feel like him. I feel like if he's taking responsibility, he'd be there every day. Well, you don't have to even go to her bedside. You can just knock on the door and inquire after her yeah. health. And so when she wakes up, did he come by? Yes, he came by every day and inquired after your health. I mean, via Violet's sending flowers every day. That's what I was going to say. I could see him like almost sitting in the drawing room like morning till. Yeah, whenever it's um okay to leave or whenever it's like, okay, now if you don't leave, it's weird. You know, that's how I think I see him, mm -hmm. especially given how they've shown him in the book, right? Like he's willing to jump. He was willing to propose so what is the reason? I don't see what it adds to the drama, actually, that he doesn't come. I think he could yeah. have been quiet. He like it just, quiet. to me, is another example of them refusing to show us Anthony and Kate exactly. caring about each other. Right. And it's exactly. kind of like, oh, okay, we want to make Kate feel like he doesn't care. So then she thinks he doesn't love her. And so then she doesn't want to get, you know, with him and all this sort of stuff. But it's just kind of strange. I'm like... How can you not want to see her 
after yeah. all of that went down. You, I mean, you were literally trying to get married to her, and then all of a sudden you can't see her. It's like, and especially, she is the prettiest person in a coma that I've ever seen. Yeah, she's got the beautiful white gown. The hair is splayed about her, rolling over this beautiful coverlet. Her hands are folded. I mean, go see her. She looks gorgeous. Absolutely. So, so like, in a even in a coma, she looks the picture of health. It's unfair. Mm-hmm. Stunning. I mean, Edwina's probably like doing her hair because she's like, okay, yeah. maybe I messed up. Sorry. I mean, yeah. and that also feels like a very sisterly way to show mm-hmm. regret when you can't actually communicate properly. Like, I could absolutely see if my sister and I had gone into some sort of big fight and then I was in a coma. I think she would be at the hospital being like, okay, uh, I know she likes her skincare. Let me bring the the facial oil out so she doesn't get acne. Exactly. (laughs) I think one thing I want to say, though, is like it is kind of a little sad to me that it seems like it had to take Kate almost dying for, you know, Edwina to come around. Like, I get that she was upset and mad at her. And so, like, then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, I got to put this aside. And in reality, it's like I'd rather have Kate than not at all. But I kind of wish. I think that's very, that rang very true to me. I mean, as we spoke about last episode, you know, Edwina's really enjoying being the the one who was hurt. She's really milking it for all it's worth. It's only a couple of days in showtime. Um, So it rang very true to me that, that when something when there's a disaster that you think as she expresses in the in the show uh, you know you figure out what really matters and holding on to the grudge is not going to matter and she they have that wonderful scene really led by Edwina where she talks about I didn't really like the young ladies that we were and so I'm really looking forward to each of us finding out who we are and each of us meeting each other and that this will be um, because of the actions of Kate despite the fact that it disrupted everything this Mm -hmm. will actually be the making of their sisterly bond in a more truthful way and I really given that I felt you know, that they betrayed the sisters by having, you know, such a huge fallout. I think that they brought it back um, with this this scene between these two fantastic actors and I felt it really, you know, very truthful emotionally. I mean, yeah, I and they I did. But I, the one quick thing I do want to say, though, is, like, I feel like at this point, you know, Kate did feel really, like, she did feel bad and she did feel remorseful. So, like, I felt like even Edwina telling her, like, oh, let's not be like this. It's kind of like... I, I, I wouldn't even say that Kate was really being like that at that, you know, at that point. Like, I think Kate was trying um, in a yeah, lot of Kate, the conversations with her. So to me, it, was it kind trying, of came off weird. But it was a deep betrayal for Edwina. So, like, I do yeah. think it's very fair how upset she was. And, like, I don't think that – I don't think she was, like, dragging it out or finding pleasure and being the wronged, the wronged party at all. I think it was just – her and her sister have been so close. And for the first time ever, there is something big between them and it is directly her sister's fault. I cannot imagine that sense of betrayal. And I think that they would have resolved it and been fine anyways. I just think the accident like sped up the process of her getting over it. I think That's they would have before she left for India, basically. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. They would have figured it out. Or, like, yeah. the as soon as she got to India, it would be, like, yeah. writing letters back and forth. Something like that. Like, the minute they actually miss each other, I, I like, I think it would have been fine. Um, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it's in, in Kate's denial of her feelings for Anthony. Um, 
it is partly what Edwin is talking about, about you mm. don't know yourself. It's that that um, it's not a lie, but it's like who are you truthfully? And if mm. you if you don't know what you're feeling and you don't admit to it and you don't do something about it, then you don't truthfully know yourself. And I think that that is a really very mature thing for Edwina to say, and I think it's also very fair. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I just it's really unfortunate because like I said, I think the issue is that it's episode 8, right? That all of this yeah. is happening. So yeah. I think that's where maybe the frustration is coming mm-hmm. is that like we're about to end this, you know, we're never going to see Edwina again and then this is how we end it? Question mark, right? So that I feel I again because I'm coming from a romance novel you know, perspective where we're, you know, usually you get to see at least a few chapters or one chapter of like, you know, everyone living their happy life. And I feel like we got like five minutes of that. And I think that's where also my personal frustration is coming from. Yeah. Do you and think I, that like, they're yeah. relying on the fact that um, these two characters will carry on to the next season to slay? But, I mean, I don't care about them. Like, what mm-hmm. more can we know from them? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, bye. Like, yeah, they'll Anthony, be in love, cool. <laughs> Anthony will be around more, obviously, just because yeah. he's the head of the family than maybe some others would be after their stories. But, yeah, it's just. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know yeah. the extent of what. Edwina's involvement will be. I don't know if maybe no Edwina. I don't think it's coming back. We're not going to see her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I just do wonder though because of the you know the comment the Queen brought up about the prince. So yeah, I think they're just tying it together. Like I think that she goes Mm -hmm. off to yet another country. And well, then that's uh, again I think stems with my issue with how that scene between them went. Yeah. Um, and I that's kind of where I just wish that. You know, even though I think the sh- the show, and I even sent you guys a clip earlier that Bridgerton had shared that they're like, oh, the, the love story in reality is between Edwina and Kate, and I'm like, you it? thought, like, stop it. No. Well, like, I I do think in many ways that is true, kind of, but I still think they could have done a better job of it. Yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I think, look, I absolutely buy that this this should be happening earlier. Um, we had too much extension of this of a repetition of the same thing, which is I love you but I'm not going to admit it uh, and being rude to each other. Bring this one forward um, so that this last episode isn't so rushed. So even though it had a, quite a long run time, I think it was quite rushed because of the amount of time they had to then uh, tie up, well, not tie up, but explode um, Lady Whistledown and the Featherington uh, Ponzi scheme they invented uh, fraud. Yeah, they, so, they have a know, lot to wrap up here, mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, so Sarah already touched on um, Violet here with Anthony bringing up that she would change, you know, the time when she was unable to, you know, be the strong head of the family for him. Um, but we see like this is uh season one we saw when the the duke was born and what his mother went through and this is like i would say they do it like 10 times more traumatizingly uh with you know it's like it's looking like it's going to be a decision between mother and child and it's up to anthony to decide what will be done because he is legally the head of the family and he just absolutely he can't he's 18 his dad just died like how's he supposed to handle this and he's just like whatever she wants you to do do what she wants you to do which is you know Mm -hmm. we love 
giving women control over their health choices still still doesn't happen enough to this day. Yeah. But Oof. Just brutal. Like, no. Mm-mm. Should never should never happen and i mean and that like shows you right he's just so traumatized where every person he loves he has seen them go through some shit even his mom right like and because we hear this with daphne and eloise in season one where they talk about eloise right i think says i know you tried to um shield my ears but i heard mom giving birth to hyacinth and it was horrible um mm-hmm. so that's why I think it's really unfortunate because they uh he's just seen every single person he loves including Kate. So it's just he's so complicated and he just therapy would do him so good. They were yeah. therapy in 1814. Yeah, he needs a men's shed where he can go. Yeah. Do a shed <laughs> with some men and they can talk about their feelings. Yes. Without him and- being gruff toward them. Oh. <laughs> Imagine imagine Anthony not giving guff. I just can't. I can't <laughs> picture it. Uh, and so he's he's expressing to his mom, like, I can't see her. It's too hard. I'm oh. so afraid of losing. Like, and this is where you're like, oh my God, like, oh, he does really care about her. And Violet is like, you can't lose her like this. You have to go to her. Like, this is your person. And it's just like, yes, go to her, run, go, go, go. And this could have been the ring moment because Haley brought this up um, about how uh, the ring, right, like is the same as Edwina, <laughs> like the same one that gave Edwina. So this is where Violet could have given the the like love ring to Anthony and been but like, but I thought Boom. that that ring was the love ring that he gave to Edwina. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and now it's the same way we're talking about Kate. how how it was yeah. a mess that he gave the same ring to both. It them. absolutely is mess. Sorry, I haven't had time to listen. No, yet. no, I'm you're fine. That's why. Oh, yeah, it is ring. absolutely it's mess. But also, like at this point in time, with like family jewelry and like, mm-hmm. it, it could be seen as insulting to give her anything else. Yeah, it, it's the yeah. important ring. It's the it's uh, you know Violet's ring. So yeah, it would have been hard not to give it to Edwina because that would withhold um, Violet's approval, even though she didn't. Yeah. Approve. Uh, and it didn't it didn't occur to me till till Haley said it. I thought about it, but I thought in this world, it's not going to be seen uh, in that fashion. I don't think. Yeah. But you know, Kate's got a few necklaces from the Queen. I love the queen. I'll send her a few necklaces. I just, I love it. And, and yeah, and that's why I just, this scene killed me. Like it was so good. And Jonathan Bailey is just such a good actor. And you're like, oh my God, he loves her. He really Mm -hmm. does. I just, I couldn't believe it. It was so good. Wow. I could watch that scene a few times. And I have. Yeah, I was going to say I have too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, you know, this kind of gives Anthony his, you know, uh, his like come to to God moment. And he shows up with a bouquet of tulips, which is, I just think, one of the most beautiful bouquets you can give somebody. Mm. Um, But don't if they have a cat because it could kill them. Uh, Newton is fine. (laughs) Yeah, Newton will be fine, but a cat could die, um, tulips and lilies. Uh, so he shows up with the tulips, and he's still kind of doing his weird distance thing, you know, not wanting to push, not wanting to force her into anything, saying, of course, you know, if there's consequences, 
of what happened, he'll take responsibility, but I will not force her to marry him. And she didn't deserve for him to take liberties. Uh, And he feels uh, quite guilty, but in a way that shows how much he cares about her. It feels weird to say it like that, but I feel like that's how it's meant to be shown to us. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's where she's like, oh, maybe I'll fall back because this is I I thought we were in love. And again, this is that dance where you're just like, oh, my God, this dance should have been done a while ago. But it it was it was really beautiful again, because every time they're on screen together, I'm in love. It's beautiful. Um, But it's you're just like, can you not just fall in love already? Like just enough. Yeah. What's up with the conflict? Why do we have to have that? But obviously, you know, why is it still happening though? Exactly, exactly. that's really the key thing. But they already had sex, so what's the issue? They had very nice sex as well, as far as we apparently the issue is that there supposedly was no love behind that, but we know that that's not true. I'm so frustrated with both of these people. Like it's just, and I shouldn't still be frustrated with them. I should Mm -hmm. be just on cloud nine that they finally found their way to each other, and so that's. That is why it's annoying. And I know I sound super negative when talking about season two of Bridgerton. And I'm sure that that's not, you know, the most fun thing to hear or the most fun opinion. But, like, we're podcasting about it. We have to think about it critically. And, uh, you know, it's just just the way it is. I'm, I'm in love with all of the books. And that is going to color my view of the show, even if they are completely separate products. I can't help it. But even in the show, right? Like, let forget the books. Even in the show, it doesn't make sense. In the season finale, the characters are getting together. And even then, they're getting together to last, like, whatever, 10 minutes. Because they're, mm-hmm. they're the ending scene is just, like, a fun little montage. Honestly, it's not a real ending scene. I feel like it's Eloise. Or it's Penelope's ending scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So right. So that's where I'm just like, okay, it's it is what it is. At least the moments we got are good. So fine. Yeah. But, they uh, better give us just... more of them in the future. But then I'm gonna be mad because it's showing them instead of the like new couple. So hey, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm ready for yeah. this to just like be done. But here. you know what? I'll, I'll start to reflect on it and be like, okay. They the other the other people they got they got screen time during you know their love story so they're trying to make up for it but of course you know I think then at this point we really should just be getting you know the main love stories focused on so that's of course the I think the Absolutely. the criticism but ultimately it's like even amongst this like I I still love I still love all of these moments between Kate and Anthony I'm always like I'm literally always like squealing or always doing mm-hmm. crazy stuff when i'm when i'm watching these scenes um it's just just almost any of these lines that anthony's saying i'm just like oh my gosh <sighs> exactly they don't work out they don't work it out so they have to go their separate ways um kate is going to go to india as was her plan and anthony leaves to go home um this is where we do get the very cute moment with gregory um we get to see anthony as a father figure and it's like god i want to see him as a dad so bad yeah i hope they show that at least it was so sweet and natural it it could have been very forced but i think in the writing and the performing uh especially you know young gregory being just lovely coming to his older brother and then feeling shy to 
to ask him a question, shy to, uh, you know, treat him in the sort of the fatherly way and Anthony kind of stepping up. And it was such a quiet scene and a gentle scene and that idea of what was our father like so that they have something that's together. So you see, I, I really, especially in the rewatch, I really loved this scene of seeing and Anthony as a real brother, this is your brother and you share your father. And he gives him this gift of saying, our father was like both of us, you know, he's like me in this and like you in that. And uh, the embrace and then leaning his head on top of young Gregory's head. I just thought it was completely divine. I was with Violet. I was eavesdropping at the doorway with tears in my eyes and a smile on my face. I loved it. Just yeah. And I also do think... In that moment, Anthony probably reminded Violet so much of Edmund, too, yeah. that it, like, adds another layer. Um, just beautiful. <sighs> yeah. I think in that moment where, you know, Anthony realizes, he's like, oh, wait, like, we don't talk about dad that much, um, mm -hmm. do we? And, you know, I – and then he's having this realization that he's shown up far too late for a lot of things, and – you know, it seems like he's really moving forward, going to tell more stories and, you know, I think connect with Gregory even more. And so I think it was just a really special scene to watch um, personally, just to kind of hear not only just his recollection of the past, um, but also trying to connect that to Gregory, because, of course, Gregory doesn't really have that um, that he recollection have memories. Yeah, and I mean, for um, Anthony and Benedict and Colin, um, they are three boys and they are close in age and they've had each other. And then the girls, Daphne and Eloise and F, F for the one that starts with F. Francesca. Where is she even? Where is she even? I don't she's see. She's literally in Scotland, like getting married. Like, it's so. Yeah. But you know, they, grow but they do this to her in the books too. Like she's just such a non-entity until yeah. her book, and then it's like, oh yeah, she's been away because she had a whirlwind romance and got married, and then yeah. now is a widow. I'm like, just it's like, wild. I'm going to type. I'm but like keeping notes when they were children, stuff, and I'm like, yeah. okay, here's Hyacinth. Yeah, yep. but when they when they were children, I mean, this is I have a, a friend who's one of seven, and she said, "Yeah, you form little gangs within within the family. So if you think there's the three boys, then there's the three girls, and Gregory and Hyacinth are the last two. And uh, not that boys and girls can't be friends, but for Gregory to look up to these sort of almost adult men as a as a young boy, I, I found it very moving." Yeah, absolutely. And also, can I say, as hard as we are on Anthony. I, Anthony, I get the feeling he is much harder on himself. Oh, oh, he certainly much. is. And you know what? Maybe yeah. he should be. So mm -hmm. it's fine. Oh! Um, <laughs> um, so we also get, so Kate is trying to determine if she will attend the, I believe it's the Featherington Ball in this episode. Mm -hmm. am, am I right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So she's trying to determine if she's going to go or not because she just wants to go back to India. Mm -hmm. And um. L mute Mary, who hasn't spoken hardly at all this whole season, finally gets a moment to act like a mother um, who, you know, realizes that Kate has always felt like she owes Lady Mary for, like, being a mother to her when she's only ever felt like, well, this is my daughter, even though it's not by blood. And we get, you know, the recovery of their relationship that we never really knew was strained because they didn't us uh but it is a beautiful moment yeah it really is <laughs> it's just, 
Oh my God. Again, I, I think also I appreciate Mary like finally speaking up and saying all the right things mm-hmm. to Kate. Um, because I think she's held back, right? And and we dragged Violet for this. That's why I think I want to do it again. Where last year we were like, right, or yeah, where we were just like, why isn't Violet like telling Daphne? Like she needs to be talking as mom to her child. So same way for Mary, where I think Mary needs to be like. I made a tough decision to, you know, say F society and do what the hell I want. You are okay to do it too. You deserve it. And guess what? He's a effing Viscount. You will be fine. You'll be way better off than I was. To me, that conversation is what should have happened. Because like so Mary's so brave. And like she she did a huge thing. Like she went against the queen. She risked everything for love. Yeah. Everything. And That's we don't even get romantic. to see any of her love because he's just dead before the show starts. It sucks. <laughs> I, I still think that they're the couple referred to at the end of season one, which I like. I like thinking that. You know, about the dashing maybe. away in a carriage. I mean, it could be. I feel like that's also true of many couples, but I do like the idea of it being all tied together. Um, So, okay, before we head to the Featherington Ball, I think it's a great opportunity to take a break. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. Um, so it is time for the ball and Edwina and Kate dance. Oh, it's so good. I loved it. I just love how Edwina was like, well, we can dance. Yeah, why not? Yeah, you can. Oh, it's just finally. Um, and these are like the, again, the last, like, it feels like last 10 minutes. I know it's not actually, but it's so beautiful. Um, they're all like living their best life. I mean, forget everyone else. Like people are being so shady and like middle finger to the crowd because they're just living, living um, for it. And it's just another example, you know, how, um, 
the Sharma's gowns have been more vibrant than all of the other people's and they're just having this moment of pure joy as sisters and they just shine brighter than everybody else there and honestly anyone who's upset with them is simply jealous and I won't accept any other explanation for it. Oh, 100%. saffron color that that Kate is wearing and the deep pink. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a glorious, glorious color. And Lady Mary looks really beautiful too. Her gown in this is lovely and the three of them so wonderfully shaded together. You know, it's a designer's dream, but it's also something that that you would do, I'm sure, in the ton, you know, to have your family colors. Uh, And I love it. The Featheringtons sure do. So do the Bridgertons. So do the Bridgertons. They have wisteria and gray and um, and uh, that kind of range as well. And I love that. I love that. And then Colin dancing with Cressida. Cressida can go. Oh, hey. Can hey. really kick rocks. I she absolutely, she can go for an absolute swim as far as yeah. I'm concerned. A hundred percent. And I love. Come on. Please. And uh, she literally serves a purpose of a mannequin. And that's so unfortunate because they start <laughs> dancing and Cressida's like, oh, okay, cool. Because I just overheard the queen, um, you know, kind of talking about my ex-man. So now Colin got me. So, you know, they're immediately in mean girl mode, her and her mom. But bam, he takes the ruby necklace off and he's like, I got to go. Bye. And he grabs Penelope with him, which, oh my God, Penelope's probably, her heart is bursting i'm sure when they're alone in the room together she she's about to collapse with excitement and yeah and frisson. she's like i it's hope really- i get caught no she, yeah, yeah no, i hope he kisses me no. we get caught and we get married yes, yeah exactly. but no uh unfortunately that is not what colin is looking for here no. not uh, at all nope <laughs> he oh it's not how he sees her he, he needs to point out like Ah, uh, that cousin Jack is a fraud, and obviously none of the Featheringtons could have known because they're a good family. But I have to tell you, Uncle ja- uh, cousin Jack is a fraud. Ah, uh, Colin is so simple in in the show. <laughs> yeah, this family scammed you one year ago. This literally, they scammed you. Why do you think that they're not scammers? Like that's literally who they are. They invented embezzlement, as I He's said. Just so hoping because Penelope is in the family and their friends that maybe yeah. that it's not representative of the family. That's a thread he's holding on to, honestly. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, Penelope's mostly good, but uh, I stop having faith in her mom and sisters because they do not feel anything for you, man. Like the second your family was in hot water, they were they totally happy to, to scam you once again. It's just crazy how like Colin's like, how dare you take advantage of these poor ladies without a you know, father or husband to protect them? And I'm like, little do you know, Colin. The way Lady Featherington throws him under the bus and jumps Ooh. on it, though. Like, what did you do? You have to leave tonight. Get out of here. Like, Because that's her get-out-of-jail-free card. She's like, oh, yes. This yeah. is what I can do. Bye. I get the money. Me and my yep. young but lady, Jack's we get like, the money. But we're supposed to go to America together. This ain't the Gilded Age. Get out of here, Jack. Get out of here. Get out of here, Jack. You've oh, got just God. enough money to travel with, and I'm keeping the rest. Yeah. Oh, Hit I the love road, Portia. Jack. I yeah. love <laughs> so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. It's time for him. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <Yes>! <laughs> and I was just like, I couldn't, because I know this is later, but we can just maybe wrap this piece yeah, up also. Yeah, because when they're alone together... 
Jack literally kisses her. Oh, yeah. What? I mean, he's not related to her, at least. Yeah, they're definitely not blood related. So it's fine. It just feels so mess. Like, I was just like, okay, cougar. And then for a second, you think, right? Oh, well, I mean, she's going to leave her daughters. Is she a cougar? Because she was married for 22 years. She probably got married between 16 to 18. So she's like 40. He's like 43. It's actually like a totally age appropriate relationship. True, true. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's just, I guess maybe how they've presented her. It makes, she looks, maybe she's older. So, but I I think they're probably more similar. But I think it's quite, I think it's quite a, a, a just a, just a f- funny situation. He's just like, you know, I'm, I'm in, I'm into this whole um, powerful woman thing and let's, let's rule the world together. Yeah, you can be the queen before. in America because they don't have one. Yeah, that's, that's his kink. We love it. As and if then, anyone's taking Lady Featherington as a queen, stop it. Please. Nobody respects her. Not oh one person. God. And I just, I couldn't. And then. Did honestly on your first watch, did y'all think Portia would go and leave her daughters? No, she thinks too little of America. Yeah, I don't even know if I really thought about it. I was like, oh, this would be in- an interesting storyline, but I don't think they would also write her out like that and have her. I was just like, like ooh, maybe they'll finally get to dress well. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's she the thinks, penelope come up arc she thinks she dresses well well it's interesting that penelope from episode one through to this one um she starts in her her classic yellow and then her gowns start to have touches of pink little bits mm-hmm. of pink half and half and then we see her at the end in this beautiful deep rose which is so fantastic on a redhead with that creamy skin so i do i have to shout out the designers yet again because not only each individual gown is thoughtful but the stories that the gowns tell uh, are really uh, you know attended to and this last gown that penelope wears is just oh god it's so gorgeous oh my god um i need to talk about uh the wrecking ball strings <gasps> cover so we have to jump <gasps> yeah and Cause, yeah because that wraps up this anyway yeah because first of all yeah she stays he's gonna go uh conceivably she'll keep the money but who who really knows what those exactly. intends um so they have a classical version of wrecking ball by miley cyrus oh. which is uh I I think it's my favorite one in the season. I think it's my favorite cover. If if not, it's definitely top two or top three. Um, it is so beautiful, and uh, she and and Anthony agree to dance everyone is like oh we're gonna leave the floor because the scandal haha I can't dance with them and Kate and Anthony agree to dance um he tells her to just just keep looking at me no one else matters and they dance to wrecking ball and it's so beautiful it is just like it's everything I wanted all season long and I'm finally getting it yeah everyone staring sipping their lemonade watching along as and they beautifully dance together they're like oh is this why the wedding was canceled yeah it is why the wedding was canceled and it, in your face well the, and the queen's know, like no no it's not why it was canceled i changed my mind it didn't happen it didn't happen oh i loved so it good. i loved that edwina was like hello move on like mm. just go get your mans they look beautiful together and then anthony's <sighs> like look at me 
that's all that matters because hello you're gonna get married i was like kiss i know like the whole ton will probably like combust and faint together but let's do it yeah they were so close staring at each other i was like they are about to kiss right now or they wish they would but Mm -hmm. obviously they did not that Mm -hmm. hard and it's just so beautiful edwina says they look beautiful together and the queen says yes i agree they look beautiful together because she's gonna take any win she can get uh, at this point oh my god it's just it's so sweet and i appreciated it because listen now i'm like okay the queen now i understand why you show up to these balls because this is why you're needed because you can drag these people to shut up (laughs) oh but it's it's so i love them i really do and then the queen is like miss edwina have i told you about my nephew (laughs) he's a prince and he's available. Ooh. I can't believe he's still not married a year later, TBH. And Cressida's pissed. Oh, Cressida <laughs> has fumbled the bag so many times in the last two years. She's having a rough go of it. She should maybe try not being a bully. I know. Well, look, that's an option. It's a, it's an option. And uh, I'll tell you, you said so. Like, you can't be oh. a bully and have a five head. Like, you have to be nice. <laughs> One or the other. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And Um, then the fireworks go off. Yes. Finally, we have the fireworks. Everyone come outside for a surprise. It is fireworks. And Anthony just finally tells Kate that he loves her. He's loved her this whole time. (laughs) When they were together, when they were apart, you don't have to accept it. You don't have to embrace it. You don't have to allow it. Um, Knowing you, you probably will not, but you have to know it. You have to feel it because I do. And he puts his hand to his heart and says, I love you. And it's like the perfect reflection of when she put her his hand on her heart uh, with the bee sting. Yeah. And she says it back. Oh, oh so good. I do not and think I love how anything they just, else to say. I just love how they kiss. Like she grabs him. She's like, come here. She knows what she wants. She's She's been exposed to uh, what will await them when they're married. So she mm-hmm. she wants more of that. And uh, I just oh, love, no. she, she says, there will never be a day when you do not vex me. And he says, is that a promise? And uses her full name, not her nickname. It's just so oh, oh It's so good. They're finally seeing eye to eye on something. I know. I just it's couldn't so believe it. And then we do see... So the end for them, we see them having a grand old time in their marital bed. They get dressed and they go back for Pall Mall with the family. Uh, every, it's just very cute. And I, I love it. I love that they're still competitive. Mm-hmm. They're so cute together. I just love it. Oh, my God. I just love when they're like, oh, do you want to go back upstairs? You know, so so that we can get on with the game. And Kate's like, absolutely not. What the hell? How dare you? (laughs) She's not going to admit defeat. And I am not related with a character more because, like, please. (laughs) Okay. But also their sex scene was, I was like, okay, boobs. I, I was not ready for it. We've seen Anthony's butt so many times. We had to see a little more, you know? Oh my god. I was like, yes, okay, Simone Ashley body. I see you. Uh, when she was 
away with that hair all the way down oh, to the top of her thumb. So good. Oh, I mean, we've said it so many beautiful. times. She's perfect. gorgeous. Perfection. Her body. I was like, wow. wow She's wow. everything to me. Um, but that's the thing. Man. I mean, you know, they can have sex any old time, but for now they have to crush his siblings in Pall Mall. It's exactly. the job. And I mean, agree. they've been in happy uh, bliss for six months, but we haven't seen it, unfortunately, because the show took it from us. But God it's okay. We see their wedding. God forbid. Because you yeah. know it would have been so beautiful. I so know. I looked it oh. up, and basically the director said, well, we can't have two weddings, and especially not one that tops the um, Edwina's. So that's why we didn't do um, it. Why well, not? that's why you don't do Edwina's wedding, you some heads you like, could have literally caused a conflict so that edwina's wedding wouldn't have happened if, yes. that, if you wanted to go along with that idea of a storyline she could have I, just figured it out before duh. i am so mad at the writers and, and director of this season like i'm just like furious with them i just feel like they made some poor decisions that could have been easily corrected to just make this like and they're like doubling down on it yeah, That's stop doubling down. Yeah. just admit you made a mistake it's fine like if, if they had made a few small still changes watch. The yeah, show would have been significantly more enjoyable, though, right? Exactly. It's like low cost but high reward, you know? It's just yep. like, they need to get flashback in season three to this wedding or something, please. No, no, because no, then there's going to be a no, wedding in done. that season. So yeah, it's, it's, it's just done. Over. Geneva. <laughs> Gen- Geneva is like grasping. She wants it. No, it's get, over. Kate and Anthony, you just we get. You just get two little dollies and you dress them up and you but do a little diorama. Do all the. We'll do all the oh voices. Oh my goodness! Come on, not absolutely mm-hmm. not. Come um, on. so then, really, the uh, I would just like to point. We did kind of bring up the end of the scam and all of that with Colin, yeah. but the other conclusion to that is that Colin brings so much business to Will's club, being like, yeah. "This man was honest with us. He is clearly a man of integrity, and like, this is where we're going to be drinking from now on." So, we love that. So good. Uh, he brings yes, all Colin. the lads with whom he was being extremely dismissive of yes. Penelope, and she unfortunately overheard him uh, locker room talking uh, about I, her. So that is the way Will keeps benefiting from the Featheringtons scams. Like, I know he gained his wealth because of throwing the match for Lord Featherington. They, I guess, didn't know he threw it because he got to keep half the money, uh, and then he builds his club with it, and then gains business through exposing Lady Featherington and Cousin Jackson. I love, honestly, he just keeps uh, succeeding and I Good for it. This is a storyline yeah. I'm about where it's like, it's a little bit, but it's just so funny. Like where you're just like, what is going on? How does, mm-hmm. I love that Will keeps coming up and it's not because of the Duke anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad they like gave him some sort of a, a storyline. and Yeah, um, I liked him and Alice a lot. I yeah, love like there's someone everyone is rooting for, so you exactly. can't just get rid of them from the storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now the final Oof. thing to break down. Oh, yes, awful. Oof. It is the Eloise and Penelope Lady Whistledown. Devastating. Devastating. These women are not in harmony. That's for sure. Oh, no. so Ellie, and this just also goes to show how like bad of a friend Eloise has been this whole time because she's oh. never noticed. Like she's never noticed how Penelope acts. So Pen- I just Eloise literally said, "I did not hear you before." Yeah, ma'am. So what were you doing before? Being a bad friend. Was her own like. 
stuff. Like, she was being so dismissive of Penelope. And so, like, to me, it kind of excuses a little bit of how Penelope... Like, I know people say Penelope's been a bad friend. I know that's Tori's stance. Mm -hmm. But I think that... Penelope did some bad things motivated by being a good friend yeah. and Eloise has just not been a good friend to her maybe because of like their difference in social status I don't know um but I, like she never noticed that Penelope's been gossiping at the balls she's never noticed that Penelope like lurks and here's the go- like really you never noticed stop it well, and Penelope does, uh, after, you know, begging and crying and saying, you don't know how hard it was to keep this secret, when Eloise is walking out on her, she very, very insightfully says, well, you just can't stand it because I'm doing something and you're, you're all talk. I'm doing the thing that you wanted to do, be a successful writer with, you know, all these pounds under my uh, floorboards. Oh, it's just devastating. Yeah, like people have always been dismissive of Penelope and we're used to it, but it's hard to see how much Eloise has also diminished her and how like last season Lady Whistledown was Eloise's hero and then suddenly this season she read Mary Wollstonecraft and is like, oh, Lady Whistledown sucks now. And it's like, you could have known if you had just been a better friend. Mm -hmm. But this is how you know she's a fair weather friend right where she just truly does not like understand I'm like her Elo uh she doesn't understand Penelope because I don't know I think Penelope has said things like this a lot mm-hmm. in different well, ways and maybe not as eloquent but I still think she has I also feel like in season two as I was watching again I started to notice that like it didn't really seem like Penelope was really hiding it as much yeah. anymore like I think she was kind of being a bit more open about it and it seems like it kind of bothers her to hold the secret at this point um so it was just kind of very weird in the whole i guess situation how it really took oh okay this moment at the party now i'm like oh these things that penelope said are actually things that match lady whistledown huh because you know i think earlier in the season we were talking about too like there are these key things or key moments where, you know, in certain situations where it's like, you notice she's talking about certain people and not talking about others. And, you know, there are those those key moments. But then again, you know, she wasn't necessarily thinking, oh, it could be, you know, it could be Penelope. Um, Penelope gave her a huge hint when she was in trouble, when the Queen thought that Eloise was, the, was Lady Whistledown, she said, why don't you wait and see what she says next and what she said next. <laughs> you know got her out of being Lady Whistledown it also destroyed her reputation um but she has been giving her these huge hints and Eloise uh like Edwina a little bit blind mm-hmm. yeah and and she attacks Madame Delacroix also yes. which I was like who are you dude well, like the, chill out the other thing too is that it's like yes Penelope wrote a very scathing story about Eloise and that, yeah, that doesn't feel nice. But it was literally to save her from the queen who was like, you are going to be in deep, deep shit. So, I like, I don't blame Penelope for doing that. She had a platform and she used it to try and, like, get her friend out of a bad situation. Yes, it put her friend in another bad situation. Eloise is a Bridgerton. She will be fine. Her that sister part. married a duke. Her brother is a Viscount. It's going to be okay. 
And I think that the only, only thing I'll say for um, in Eloise's defense, right, is I think maybe before Penelope printed, she could have maybe gone to Eloise and said, let's figure this out. It is me. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. It's just Eloise's Eloise She did offer. She said, I will go to the queen and tell her it's me. And Eloise was unbelievably dismissive. But yeah, never, that's in true. A million years mm-hmm. believe it was Penelope. Well, and the other thing, too, since when has Eloise cared about her reputation? Right. So, like, why would Penelope She's just think that that's Theo's so bad? Mad. Well, you know, yeah. Theo, I feel like always called her out on like oh you have it easy because you know you're in your situation or whatever and she does he didn't lie yeah and i i really low-key feel like if theo wasn't in the picture would well i guess she wouldn't have been in this situation but anyway let's say she was at the printers to you know still figure out like do detective work I think that if Theo wouldn't have been as mean to her about it all i i don't know that she would have been so dismissive of Penelope. Well, I think, I think like, part of it too is now she. I think part of it too is probably the whole Theo situation too, and why I think Eloise was upset because it's like Penelope was like, "Oh no, you shouldn't, shouldn't be with him. You know, it doesn't look good." Da 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 da. da. And then Penelope goes and publishes a story, you know. And mm-hmm. so I think with that, I think with that too, it's kind of like very you know hurtful and damaging and then it's like okay well you didn't you didn't even support me and my feelings and my friendship with Theo you know and I told you these things and you know in in confidence and then you went out and did this so like you know I think there are a lot of reasons I think I think you know it's justified to I think say well it she Penelope had to do this right but I also in some ways it's like if there is that supposed friendship right and you tell somebody something and then there's that you know advice given and then you find out oh okay now they're saying this sort of stuff it's just like I think that's also kind of the added challenge in the situation and I think probably also why Eloise feels even more hurt yeah, like, I, I'm not saying that Penelope had only one option and that that's what she had to do. But it's just, like, I can see why Penelope felt like she had no other option because Eloise was not supportive of her, right? I don't know. And, I mean, she just she just talked about her, you know, being r- radical political meetings. Yeah. It's, you know, shocking, but it's not ruinous as a, as a sexual scandal would exactly be. exactly yeah. listen we've we've seen downton abbey you can you can mm-hmm. go to the political stuff it's fine <laughs> although that was like a hundred years later but whatever uh, and in america isn't it oh, no it's not, no, it's not. I don't know. maybe no, they I were like think. oh a woman being involved in political and radical stuff appalling maybe mm. that's what they were oh, i don't know no i'm sorry I'll say it. Eloise is no Sybil from Downton Abbey. She just can't. She could never be. You said what you said. I said what I said and I mean it. She could Mm -hmm. never be. Um, Yeah, I just. And I feel like this is all, you know, they've gone out of their way to make Eloise such a main part of the show when the story really doesn't have much to do with her. And so they kind of painted themselves into this corner to have this like kind of gross uh, situation with Penelope that it really it didn't have to be like this and mm-hmm. ugh, I just don't like uh, a friend I, breakup I don't no, like it I don't, I don't like the friend breakup but I do like uh, 
sort of naive, privileged Eloise coming face to face with with some hard truths, both from Theo and from the way she's treated her friend. So I like that aspect of it. And I love the, you know, um, Lady Whistledown breaking her quill in the previous episode and now she won't be silenced because she's really good at this. She's a writer. She's a has a great head for business. She's a smart, smart woman and she won't be silenced. So I do like that for Penelope. I'm sorry they've broken up. I have every faith that they'll get back together. Also, they have to. They have to. Yeah, also she just turned her room upside down. Let's not forget that part. I was like, whoa, girl. Like I was like, you really just showed up. <laughs> and You're granted, it could be boards. like you turned my life upside down, so I'm turning your room upside down. But wow, no, like, it's like I'm a child having a tantrum. That's that was how, excessive. That's not how like rational people act. And so it's like Eloise can sit there and act like she's better than everyone else, like she's smarter than everyone else, like she knows all of the answers. Um, but then when faced with things not going her way, she lashes out like a child and it's not a good look. And it comes from her extreme, extreme, extreme privilege and her ignorance of how the world is. And that's, that's not her fault. But you you can't sit there and act like your your shit doesn't smell and then exactly. also be like this. Mm-mm. Mm. <sighs> and that's her problem, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything yeah. else? I think we did it. I yeah, I just want to say wow. I appreciated that we got Penelope's voice as Lady yeah. Whistle. Oh yes, that was that was great. Um, because Penelope does pick up the quill again, um, and she says, "Oh, you thought I was gone, bitches, but I'm here." So I, I thought that was a nice moment of giving us Penelope, and then back to Julie Andrews. Uh, that was a nice piece as well. And I think Theo and uh, Eloise also make up, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, he was like, no, that was all fake. Don't worry. Uh, it's because they're watching. <laughs> what every F-boy said ever. But anyway. <laughs> He's like the Tinder swindler. My enemies are after me. Literally. Like, oh our enemies are after us <laughs> at this goodness. point. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's the only other piece. Well, Yeah. And we can talk about the feedback show as well, y'all. Yes, do let's. Yes, so uh, we will be back for one last Bridgerton Season 2 podcast where we will talk about the season as a whole and we will also be answering feedback questions from the community. So uh, if you want to uh, give us questions, you if you're in the Poster Recaps uh, patron Discord, please feel free to drop them in there and we will take note of them to answer. Or you can tweet them at any of us. Um, at uh, Peace Love Jen, at Sarah Carradine, at FunSize underscore 04, and at Kirsten said what? Any of us or all of us, whatever you want, send us the questions and we'll compile them to answer in our last podcast, which we'll be recording on Monday. So you have a couple of days to get them in. Perfect. Other than that, we did it. Wow. We, did we it. made it. <laughs> fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. Yes. <laughs> okay, is this where I get engaged? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> turn around. <laughs> oh my God. No, oh, no. okay. Oh, um, this is where I commit myself for a lifetime with my cats. Yay. Oh my God. I was about to make be like, it's your cat. Yeah, it's Vita's. <laughs> no, he's unconscious. Um, but yes, so we have finished it, but don't worry there's other things going on in, in our lives. So um, Geneva, where can people find you if they're looking for more? People can find me at Peace Love Jen on Twitter, where I tweet 
all about the reality TV that I am watching and other random things in life. And you can always check out my link tree, which is where I post all the content that I am doing. But right now, just, just tweeting about a lot of different stuff. I'm waiting for your feedback so we can talk about it next week. Um, and, you know, it's been great to talk about seasons one and two and can't to wait to close out uh, our discussion of Bridgerton. Yes. Next week. Absolutely. And Sarah, where can people find you? Well, they can find me on the Twitterton on the ton, on the Twitterton, come and talk <laughs> to me, ask me anything. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to Haley Strong last week, Haley and I did a recap of Next in Fashion, the previous season. We've been waiting a very long time, a couple of years for a new season. There is a new season promised. I'm not sure when it's coming, but keep your ear out. If you haven't figured it out, I do like clothes, costumes, couture, so it's a perfect fit. Uh, over on uh, RHAP, you can follow me talking about true crime every week with uh, Mari Forth, and we just dropped a marvellous episode with the great Kirsten McInnes talking about a very inspiring step forward. So find me there. This is an inspiring <laughs> step forward. It was an inspiring <laughs> step forward. Um, Sasha, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at funsize underscore oh four. And um, you can find me at the newly minted mess magnets. We have our own feed, so just look up mess magnets on um on Apple Podcasts and um, wherever else you get your podcasts. Just look us up. We'll be there. Uh, and the first episode is out yes. now. So make sure you listen to it. Kirsten and I talked about lots of mess, lots mm -hmm. of vibes, honestly. And I even shared lots of bo some Bollywood drama. So it was we're incredible. going global, baby. It's great. <laughs> Check it I out. I believe <laughs> you are already trending. Is oh yeah. Right? yeah so people please keep us going subscribe <laughs> yes, thank um you, and the other everyone. thing too is if you subscribe to the mess magnet specific feed you get the episodes 24 hours before the wrap ups feed yes them. so thank you definitely check us out there i'm sorry did i cut you off is there more no that's it okay perfect and if you <laughs> want to hear more from me in addition to the aforementioned mess magnets and the amazing crime scene episode that i guested on this week uh you can hear me talking about riverdale over on kowski cast that's cow with a k um on the hot dummies on islands wrap up speed you can catch me talking about temptation island with the great Maggie Morgan this week. Uh, she is on vacation in France. So Scally uh, stepped in with me. So that should be a dream. It hasn't happened yet. But by the time this comes out, it will have. Uh, and also uh, my weekly Bojack Horseman rewatch podcast, Bojack Horse Pod. And follow me everywhere at person said what. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us through this Bridgerton season two journey. We will be back on Tuesday with our feedback show. And we'll see you then. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply